morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. church let's begin to do it together Jesus God today we're so grateful for your love and your mercy and your grace in our life God we're thankful for this great salvation that you've given us God you've been so good God you've been so merciful God Lord I worship you right now God I want to take the breath that you've given me God and I want to give you praise right now Hallelujah, God. There's a people, God, around this GTA right now that, God, are giving you praise. God, they might be separated in their homes, but, God, that does not stop them from lifting up their voices, God, and giving you glory and giving you honor and giving you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All the earth, we give you praise right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you to the team for leading us into worship today. What a great worship time we had together. Amen. Last week I started, I really wasn't intending it to be more than just a week message on the seasons of life and understanding what God is doing in the season. But I, I, I'm going to have part two as we talk about the seasons of life. Um, I believe that um, we are in this season, and God's allowed it, and God's got a reason for it. Amen? As much as I might not like it, God is doing something. I'm going to read the, the one verse I read last week, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let those in the room be seated. Uh, Genesis chapter 8 and 22 says it like this. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold in heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Someone say, shall not cease. As long as the earth remains, there are going to be seasons. And I, I told you last week, in fact, um, before I say it, I want you to type into the comments what pastors, what my season of preference is. If you can remember from last Sunday, what season does, do I like? What, what season is the one that I prefer out of all the seasons? Now, I'm talking about natural seasons right now. Uh, some of you are typing. I, I can just, I can feel the typing going on. Uh, all right. And if you said winter, you were wrong. All right. Um, anyhow, we're talking about seasons today. Let, let's just pray that God would help us to receive what God has for us today, amen, as we're spending this next few minutes together. Let his words speak to our hearts. Jesus, 
God, I'm thanking you for your word. God, I'm thanking you that you're in control of every season. God, I'm thanking you that we can trust you, God. No matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, no matter what everyone that's listening today is facing today, God, you are in charge of the seasons we go through. And God, you've got a purpose and you've got a plan that's bigger than us. God, I pray we would, God, accept the fact that you're in charge of our lives. And God, we trust you today in Jesus' name. Someone said, I trust him. God bless you as you are seated in the room. Amen. So the season that I prefer, for those of you that type the word spring, you are right. This is absolutely my favorite season. But, but the things we learned, and I'm going to just kind of review just real briefly here. What we learned last Sunday is seasons are out of our control. We all thought spring was done about three or four or five or six weeks. I'm sorry, winter was done about six weeks ago. We've had spring-like and even summer-like weather going on in our region. But someone said God's in charge of the seasons. This past Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, we were rudely interrupted in our enjoyment of the springtime season. We awoke on Wednesday morning to three-ish inches or six, seven centimeters of snow. He's in charge of the seasons. In fact, Daniel said it like this in Daniel 2 and 22, he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings, etc., etc. We learned last week that we're not in control of the seasons. God is in control. When we thought winter was done, God says winter's not done yet. There's at least one more blast of winter that you're going to experience, and we experienced it on Wednesday. I get a text from Jeremy Kenna, who's probably watching this service right now on, on Wednesday morning, and Jeremy said this. He said, I think the weather today proves that God not only heard your sermon from Sunday, but he has a sense of humor. <laughs> uh, that is true, Brother Jeremy. I'm not sure that he was um, listening intently, but he, he, he's in charge of those seasons, and he does have a sense of humor. Um. I, I was thinking today, and I'm going to give congratulations today to two people, uh, Kyla Hannington and, and Jesse Nolf. I don't know if you've noticed on social media, but there was an engagement that happened yesterday. Um, they are now an engaged couple. And, and I know, um, I'm, I'm talking to Kyla now. Jesse, you can listen. Um, Kyla's been in a season for a while. Right, Sister Kyla? Kyla's been in a, a season that she had wished had ended long before this. I know what that feels like. But, but we have to trust that God is in charge of the seasons. He starts them and he ends them. And yesterday, a season ended for Kyla Hannington. And she's on her way now to marching down an aisle and becoming a missus 
Uh, you know what? When we're in our season, we don't see the end. We can't see what God is doing. We can't see all the pieces. We can't see how it's all going to work out. All we can see, Brother Andrew, is, is just the season we're in right now. But we learned last Sunday, we have to trust God in every season. God has a purpose for every season. In fact, Ecclesiastes says it, three and one, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. There's a purpose for every season. God's got something going on. We might not know it. We might not like it. We might wish it was quicker. We might wish we could change it right now. But God is in charge of every season because he is working something together. In fact, Romans 8 and 28 is how we concluded last week. We know that all things, that's tough. That's hard. Many of you have that verse memorized. That's a verse that, that, that we can quote, we read, we, we think we understand it, but that's a tough verse sometimes. When we face a tough season. But the Bible says we know that all things work together for good. Now this is a condition. It's not for everybody that's driving on the highway right now. And everybody in the GTA. And everybody that lives in Canada. There's a condition with this verse. All things work together for good to those that love God. And those who are the called according to his purpose. Someone say purpose. I believe that when we're in a season, it's not just to give you a hard time. It's just not to make you wait. It's just not to frustrate you with where you're at in life. But God has a plan and God has a purpose. And even though the season might not in itself be good, God is working it together for your good. We find ourselves in a very unique season here 2020 and 2021, we're in the middle of this COVID pandemic. And as I said last week, in my flesh, I don't like this season. I don't like the fact that you're at home and I'm here. I don't like the fact that I can't travel to see my mother in New Brunswick. I, can't, I don't like the fact that, that we're feeling a little confined right now. I don't like any of that. But I must understand that this season did not surprise God. He has allowed this season, and as frustrating as it might be for me, and as frustrating as it might be for you, I believe that God has a purpose, and God has a plan, and God is doing something. Even if we don't understand it, God is working something together for our good. So instead of asking God to remove it, and I have, how many in the room have asked God to remove it? All right. Instead of asking God to remove it, perhaps we need to just look at this season a little differently and say, God, let your purpose be fulfilled in me as I walk through this season. I'm going I'm to just take the next few minutes. And I, and I was thinking about this this week. And as we consider where we're at in this pandemic, in this current season here in 2021, there's three questions that I want us to ask ourselves about this season. And I think the Word of God is going to help us and speak to us as we ask ourselves these three questions. The first question that I want us to ask ourselves is this. Can I enjoy 
this season that I am in? Can I enjoy this season that I am in? You know, I've met people, and they're always looking for the next thing. They're always longing for something else. They're always expecting to get happy when this happens. If only I could be at, young people are like that, once I'm 16, once I get my driver's license, once I get out of high school, once I get to college, you know, there's, there's that, people sometimes are always wanting to get happy. They're, they're, they're waiting at, for some appropriate time to, to enjoy life. You know, when the job picks up or when the business slows down or when my kids are gone and I get to enjoy life again or, or when the kids finally get to come back home, it'll be all right. When I get through this stage or when this happens or that happens, then I'll be happy. The Bible says we're supposed to enjoy life now. You mean this season, Pastor Steve? Yes, this season. Ecclesiastes 11 and 8 in the New, Liv- New um, International Version says it like this. However many years a man may live, let him Enjoy them all. Doesn't matter how many years you live. Don't be always waiting for the next season. Don't be thinking, okay, I'm going to enjoy life when, when finally we get to this point in life. Or when we finally get this in our bank account. Or when we finally get this certificate to hang on our wall. No, the Bible says that no matter how many years you live... Enjoy every season. My wife has to preach that to me every once in a while, especially in the cold of winter. Got to just enjoy the season. I'm telling you, in wintertime, and she'll, she'll attest to this. Like, I, like when, when I, the, the worst day of the year to me is the longest day of dark, okay? December, like, it's just, it's, it's, to me that, I like light. I like the long days of summer. Give that to me anytime. And, and then I'll, I'll get about January. I said, man, the days are getting, they're getting longer. It's just so much. And she said, just enjoy the season. You know, that's the, that's the way it is. But you know what? We have to enjoy every season, the good seasons, the bad season. Don't be wishing your life away, as my mother used to say. Don't always be wishing your life away because there's things that you can be enjoying today in this season. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18 says it like this. In, what's it say? What's the second word? In everything give thanks. Now that's tough again. The word of God's not going to be that easy on us today, okay? It says in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You say, I want to know the will of God, Pastor Steve. I just want to find the will of God for my life. I want to know what the will of God is. Here's the answer in the Word of God. The Word of God says, in everything, give thanks. You have a job, give thanks. You're without a job, give thanks. You've got health in your body, give thanks. You're sick in your body, give thanks. You get all kinds of money in the account, give thanks. You're down to the last dollar and 15 cents, give thanks. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. 
For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It doesn't matter the circumstance. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter anything except that God's word says, give thanks. I think right now, right now, it's a good time for you to put the the iPad down and just lift up your hands and begin to give God a little thanks for this season. God, I thank you for where we're at right now. I might not like it, but God, I'm giving you praise because I've got so much to be thankful for. God, I've got a roof over my head. I've got finances in the account. I've got a wonderful wife. I've got two great kids. God, there's stuff in the refrigerator to eat. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Even in the middle of this pandemic, God, I've got so much to be grateful for. You know, the older we get, we quickly realize how short life really is. We have to make the conscious effort to enjoy every... Like, how quickly do the seasons go by? Like, we're starting spring. And before we know it, it's going to be the dead of summer. And before we know it, it's going to be fall. Like the seasons are flying by. The years are flying by. If we don't enjoy the seasons, we're going to miss some of the beauty that God has for us in every season. Philippians chapter 4 and 11 tells us, For I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Not all of us are content individuals. I think all of us from time to time suffer from the illness of discontentment. But when I think of people not being content, I think of children. You know, lots of times children are not content. You you give them what they say they want and they still whine. (laughs) And Sister Shauna says yes. They they say they want this, and you give it to them, and they're still not content. They want what that person has, and they get what that person has, and they still whine. I'm encouraging someone here today from the Word of God as we mature in our walk with God. Paul said in this letter to the Philippian church, he says, I have learned. Someone say learned. It's not something that's automatic. It's not something that just naturally comes. I've had to learn the principle as I've matured in my walk with God that even though everything is not perfect, I have learned that whatever state I find myself, that I will be content. Some of us need to have a little bit maturing, more maturing going on, I believe, in our lives. A few of us maybe in this room or watching online, perhaps there needs to be a little bit more maturing that takes place in our spiritual walk. A few verses later, Paul continues his writing, and he says in verse 19, he says, And my God shall supply all, someone say all, all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Back a few verses, Paul says, I have learned that whatever state I am to be content. If we would learn to be content with what we have right now and be content in every season, the promise of God is going to come that he will take care of you. He will meet your needs. He will answer your prayers. He will come through because he has promised it to us in his word. Amen? So the first question 
that I've brought up to you today, can I enjoy this season that I'm going through? Only you can answer that. Another question that I believe is appropriate for this season of my life is what does God want me to do in this season? Many of you are thinking, Pastor, I just want to get through this season. I'm not even thinking about what God's wanting me to do. I'm not even considering what what God's asking of me right now. I don't know that God's waiting on me for anything. I, I want to tell you, Life Church, God is looking for you to do something for Him in this season. Don't, don't keep waiting until things settle down or get back to normal. Who knows if things in the GTA will ever settle down? And who knows whether we ever get back to the normal that we used to think was normal. If you're waiting for things to be perfect, for you to minister and do something and meet someone's need, you'll be waiting a long time. In fact, you'll probably never do it. Because it may never happen the way that you're expecting it to happen. I believe in this season that God is giving us some unique opportunities that are available right now. April 2021. There are opportunities that we have right now that we may never have again. There are people that we are in fellowship with and in contact with, even though it might be at a distance, that they're open to the things of God right now. They might be receptive right now, but if you wait, if you say, God, I'm going to wait till till life is perfect, I'm going to wait till I'm comfortable, then you may miss an opportunity that God wants to use you, God wants to minister through you in this season. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 4 says it like this. He who observes the wind will not sow. He who regards the clouds will not reap. In other words, if you're waiting for perfect conditions, if you're looking for just the ideal circumstances where you feel that you're ready, and everything is back to normal, and then, God, you can use me, I'm going to tell you today, you're probably never going to get anything done for God. I believe that God wants to use you right now. I believe God wants to use you in this season. I believe God's got people that he's bringing into your pathway that you can sow some seeds. Don't wait for the winds to be perfect. Don't wait for the clouds to just line up perfectly in the sky. In fact, right now, I believe there's people that we need to be ministering to in the GTA, in your neighborhoods, in your families, in your circles, that God has has answers that are going to come through you. God has ministry that's going to flow through you. I believe that God wants us to decide today that God, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing, even in this season. I don't want to miss what God is trying to do. Even though I don't like this season in my flesh, even though I wish it was different in my flesh, what is God trying to do through me in this season? Are you receptive to God flowing through you right now, this day, this week? Don't miss it. 
Don't miss what God wants to do in you. There might be some needs that you're to meet. There might be some answers that you're to be the one to provide the answer. There might be some questions, and, and, and they are looking for someone that has an answer. I'm telling you, it's you. God wants to use you. Don't, don't waste this season. Don't miss it. Question number one, can I enjoy this season? Question number two, what does God want me to do in this season? And here's the final question for you today. What does God want me to learn in this season? I believe that every season that comes our way, God has a lesson. He's got something he's trying to teach us. He's trying to mature us. He's trying to cause us to grow. We, we, we know and we read the verse already that God's got a purpose in every season. So instead of me just wondering, God, why me? Why us? Why is Ontario the most restricted part of the North American continent right now? Why? Why? I wonder that sometimes. <laughs> instead of wondering, why me? And why is this happening to us? Why Ontario? God, when will all this end? Instead of asking those types of questions, I've got a better question for us today. God, what do you want me to learn in this season? What, what lesson, God, are you wanting me to get during this time? I don't believe that God wastes a season. I don't believe that God wastes any hurt or anything that we go through that we don't like. I don't believe that God is wasting this season in 2020 and 2021. Amen? I know this is not what you really are wanting to hear today, but this is the Word of God. This is what God's wanting Life Church to get right now. I believe God's wanting us to learn some truths in this season. You know, one thing I've noticed in, in God's Word and in, in life in general, that if we fail a test, God has a way of bringing that test back to us again. Some, somehow, some way, you're going to get to take that test over. And I believe that there's some of us here, some of us online, we've been taking the same test over and over and over and over again. Maybe a different scenario, but the same test. Because we're not learning from the test. We're not learning what God's trying to teach us in the experience. Here's an example. If you've got a problem with patience, God has just a very unique way of allowing irritants into your pathway. In fact, they come in bunches. You'll be irritated on the way to work if you drive to work today with your vehicle. You'll be irritated when you walk through the doors of the office or the building that you work in. You'll be irritated by the coworkers. You'll be irritated by the customers. You'll be irritated when you get home with your spouse. You'll be irritated with the kids. It's the same test over and over because God wants us to learn some things. God's got some lessons. I, I just know how I get when I think about this. God, help me to be a quick learner. God, I want to pass this test. 
God, I don't want to just go through the same test over and over like the children of Israel for year after year and month after month. God, I want to get what you're trying to teach me. Amen? So, So in this season, what is the lesson that God is trying to teach us? What is the the truth? Now, I don't know exactly all the things that God's trying to teach us, but I know there's one important lesson that God wants all of us to get. And I believe this is part of it. I I believe too often we're we're pretty confident in ourselves. We're, We're pretty relying upon ourselves. But I believe the lesson that God's wanting us to get in the middle of all this pandemic is, is simply to trust in Him. For too often and too long, we've trusted in our own willpower, our own smarts, our our financial prowess, our ability to do well in a job. we've, We've been quite proud of what we can do on our own. But I believe that God allows seasons to come where the rug gets pulled out from under our feet and we have got nothing left to trust but God himself. Amen? Paul, the apostle, the great apostle Paul, he had such a season in his life. As he's writing in the, to a letter, his second letter to the church at Corinth, he says it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 8. He says, we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble, someone say trouble, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. Now before you read on, just take that slide down so they can't see the rest of it. Before you read on, I just want to focus here for a moment. We're going to read the trouble that the great apostle Paul went through in Asia. You think Paul had it wonderful? Of course, if you know your Bible, you know he had it pretty tough. But, but this is just an example of some of the trouble that Paul went through. Turn that slide back on for us here. We were crushed. We were, we were crushed. During this time, we were overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. Do you ever feel like that during this pandemic? This is just more than I can handle. I, I don't know if I can handle any more than this, Pastor Steve. I'm about done with this pandemic. I've heard you say that, and I've said that as well. We thought we would never live through it. Verse 9. In fact, we expected to die. There's some of you that have had so much fear. You just know that if you get that COVID thing, oh, that's, that's it for me. I'm gone. You're, you're, you're expecting to call Brother Andrew, or maybe someone else in your family will call Brother Andrew and say, come and pick the body up. Because if I get that, it's over for me. But, but as a result, Paul said, because I had this trouble, because I was crushed, because I was overwhelmed beyond my ability to endure, because I thought I could never live through it and expected to lie, to, to die. As a result, here's what Paul says. We stopped relying on ourselves. And we learned, someone say learned. We learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. Hallelujah. 
God has a reason and God has a plan and God has a purpose for what we're going through right now. And I believe that the answer is found in these verses. That we're no longer going to rely upon ourselves and rely upon our bank accounts and rely upon our jobs and our income and rely upon all that. You know what? We're pretty good at that. But the Bible has to get us to the place that we're no longer relying on taking care of ourselves. We're no longer in control of the situation any longer. But we get to the point that through this tough experience, we get to rely on Jesus. How many in this time you would say that God has allowed you, he's put you in a place where you get to rely more, you get to trust in him a little bit more. I know I have had to trust him a little bit more. There's things that I like to be in charge of. There's people in our church that are coming, and I, I think I, I got to have them closer to me. I have to rely that God is big enough to take care of the people that I've been called to pastor. Because I can't get close to you right now. I, I can't pull you in, and I can't really have those close conversations right now. So I've got to rely that God is big enough. I've got to trust in God because he's the unchanging God. He's the constant God. He's the one that he has stood the test of time. And in this season, I can trust in him. I think it's so important today that we understand that what we're going through, God is not bringing it our way to hurt us. He's not trying to hurt us. He's trying to get us to a place where we're, we're not relying on ourselves, but we're, we're understanding and we're letting God teach us that we can trust in Him. You know, in a season that's confusing, you, you need something that's constant. In a season that's confusing and we don't understand, you need something that's secure. I found this verse this week and I thought this is so powerful. Psalm 125 and verse 1 says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. Now, I just want you to imagine a mountain, how, how just rugged and how immovable that thing is, how secure that thing is. The Bible says if you trust in the Lord, you're as secure as Mount Zion, unmoved by any circumstance. Hallelujah. Unmoved by what goes on. Because our confidence is no longer in us. We're trusting in God. My, my confidence is not in what I can do, Pastor Jonathan. I'm trusting in God. And if I trust in God, my, my trust is secure. It's as secure as Mount Zion. And I won't be moved by those circumstances. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the storms of life come, when the trials and tests come, and they will come, I've got something that I can go to. I've got something that is secure. I've got a God that is unfailing and he will see me through. I can anchor my life to the rock of Jesus Christ and I can trust that he will see me through this storm. I'm almost done. You know, sometimes when people are going through a storm, a tough time, good godly people Will, will come along, and sometimes pastors will come along, and they will quote a verse over you. Here, here's the verse that they will quote. They're, they're trying to encourage. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Have you ever heard someone tell you this verse? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. 
plans to give you a hope and a future. And I'm not putting this verse down in any way. But, but too often, we have no idea what's going on around that verse. Does anyone in this room know what's going on around that verse? Okay. There, there's at least one. That, that verse is not just a one verse in the middle of nowhere. There's a scenario, there, there's a, a situation, that there's a, a time in the life of the children of Israel and God speaks through the prophet and God says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. But what we do usually is we pluck that verse out of the word of God. We put it on t-shirts. It's put on plaques and posters for our walls. Um, we might even put it on our phone as a little, you know, screen saver. You know, it's, it's just a great verse. God does have a plan. God does have a hope. God does have a future for you. He has your best interest at heart. But I think sometimes we need to go back to find out what's going on around that verse. Most of us in the room don't know what's going on. You see, Jeremiah was speaking and he was prophesying to a people. And they were in an extremely tough season. In fact, if you read that entire chapter, the early part of that chapter says that the elders and the priests and the prophets and all the people, so that was everybody. It's just, it's just everybody. This was not something that was just for a few. This was something that everybody was experiencing. It didn't matter if you were at the top of the heap or the middle of the heap or the bottom of the heap. The elders, the old people, the priests and prophets, those were the godly people, the, the, the spiritual leaders, and all the people were affected the same way because they were all in the same season. You say, Pastor, what season were they in? The Bible says that they found themselves in captivity. Here they have this wonderful, sweet group of people. They had been removed from their life that was oh so normal. That normal life was no more. Th that normal world was gone. And they are now captives in a foreign land called Babylon. Nothing was normal in Babylon. They didn't know how long they'd be there. How long this pandemic would last. They didn't know how long the trial was going to keep going on. And I'm sure they were praying that the season would end and end quickly. So in the middle of all that captivity and being thrust out of their normal environment and placed into a new world, God speaks to the prophet. And once again, let's read these words. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. You mean, God, you got plans for me? We're in captivity. God, you mean right now, God, you've got, you've got things that you've got plans? He goes on to say plans to prosper you. 
God, I don't feel like I'm prospering right now. God, it, it, it's just things are all messed up right now. Got plans to prosper you. I'm not going to harm you. I've got plans to give you a hope, and I've got plans to give you a future. I pray today when we read that word in the middle of this season that you would get something inside of your spirit that would rise up and say, God, I don't know what's going on, but God, I know you've got plans for my life. I know you've got plans for my family. God, I know you've got great things in store for my future. God, you've got things, even though things aren't normal right now, even though everything seems messed up and it's affecting everybody, we don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know when it's going to end. But God, I just want to trust you. God, I just want to trust you. God, I just want to say, God, I, I want to remember, God, that you are God. You do all things well. And God, you've got a plan and you've got a purpose for my life. Hallelujah. I'm inviting the music to come back at this time. Hallelujah. Are you grateful today that God knows where you're at? Are you thankful today that God knows what you're going through? Are you, does it give you a little confidence today knowing that he's got everything under control, that he's God and he's working out his plan and he's working out his purpose and he's going to see you through? Hallelujah. I think someone needs to receive the word of God right now. Someone needs to just say, you know what, God, I, I, I want you to just take what I'm going through, God, and I want you to get the glory. God, I want to trust you right now. In fact, right now, church, begin to talk to God. God, I, I don't like where I'm at, but God, I trust you. God, I, I don't know why we're all going through this, but God, you do. And God, since my life is in your hands, you do all things well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, help us to trust your timing. Help us to trust your plan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got one more statement that I want you to get here. And I just, I felt that this was something that I wanted someone to get today. God's plan and God's purpose in your life is more important than your current inconvenience. God's plan and God's purpose in your life is more important than this current inconvenience. Now I'm talking about the pandemic, but I don't know what you're going through. All of us have other seasons we're dealing with as well. Whatever you're going through right now, just know that God's plan and God's purpose is more important than your current inconvenience. Let's just talk to God for a moment, church. Let's receive the word of God today. I believe God's been speaking to someone. Hallelujah. God, help us to trust you. God, help us to have our confidence in you. God, help us to, Lord, get to the place where we can, God, be content. God, we can give you thanks in this season. God, help us to get to the place where we're understanding, God, you still have a work you want to do through us in this season. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, God, help us today, God, to learn, God, what you're trying to teach us. God, help us to trust you today. Help us to put our confidence in you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. 
We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.